0: king david danced and today we've been given the privilege to stand in the front of the holies and holies we should be dancing lord with excitement
1: to be in your house and lord as we go forth with this service
0: continue to pour out your holy spirit upon us here today and lord we ask you this in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen lesson is going to come out of Luke. It's actually a bunch of the chapters. Luke chapter 1 of the verses 1 through 13. I'm going to read 9 through 13 in just a minute. I'm uh, just going to talk about this one part of it. But it's actually the whole thing. You've got to understand all of chapter 11 to get to the chapter to verse 9. You've got to understand verses 1 through, one through 8 to get to verse 9 through 13 there. And this is a story about prayer. Uh, we all have prayed. I'm going to hope that we all have prayed at one time or another. But it starts off the story. Matthew has almost the identical story. Uh, goes along, the disciples see Jesus praying. And they sit there and ask this question Lord, teach us to pray as John has taught his disciples. We're talking about John the Baptist. As John has ta- taught his disciples. Why did they ask Jesus this question? Because and they, you know, John was still around, John was still doing his thing of baptizing people when Jesus was there. They seen something different with John and Jesus. They seen something different with them. The way they lived their life, the, the courage that they had. All that went on, even even in the the busyness and all all the carnages going on in Jerusalem in the first century there, they see something going on. They see fruit to their ministry. So here's the first point of this whole thing. When people see you, do they see the living, walking, talking Jesus? Do they come to you with advice? Do they come to you and ask you to pray for them? Because they know there's something different about you. They know, man, that person over there, I've seen them go through trials and tribulations, and they still keep the joy. i seen that person over there, they were having a hard time, and they said, what is different about him or her? Teach us what you know. And so that's the question they, they go along, and, and Jesus folds out. The model prayer that we know that we've already said today and, and so verse five i actually going to do part of verse five for you because it's so important to the next question is it says which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and i have nothing set to set before him and will answer from within and say do not trouble me the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give you. I say to you, though, he will not rise to give to him because he is a friend, yet because of persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. That's not where we're at yet. that. Just, just need that part of the, the there to get to where we're at, going to be next. That sounds like, uh, well, I knock on your door at midnight and ask to borrow something. Chris, I'm coming over. Sunday night, Bobby beat me to. Hey, hey! Can I get a gallon of gas? Can I get a cookie? You got milk and cookies, a banana pudding. What do, you, what do you got for me? What do you, what do you, who's who's going to let me over at midnight? And, uh, and come, that sounds bad. But really, the guy in bed. Now you got to think about where they're at in this time frame. Fevery uh, was high, and there were a lot of the problems that they had. There's these small houses. Probably about twice the size of a Sunday school room or something, you know, a good-sized room. It's just one room. That's one room. There's probably a little bit of a loft. The whole family slept up there. Down on the floor was probably the chickens, the cows, the other animals that they had going along. So nothing would happen to them at night. Nothing, Nothing would steal them or wolves wouldn't get them or nothing else. And so for him to get out, this guy to get out of bed... This guy to get out of bed is going to cause the whole family is going to have to wake up. The cows are going to move. The chickens are going to cluck. I mean, it's going to be quite a commotion. And we would think, well, we understand why you don't want to get out of bed, right? Because you're going to wake up the whole house and the animals. Come to my house at midnight. After you've walked in and stole half the house, a dog may bark at you. I'm, I don't have a whole lot of faith in my alarm system anymore. But when they do wake up and bark, they're going to bark loud. Uh, but so, uh, but on that deal is, but really the guy in bed is the bad guy in the story. You've got to understand the culture. Is uh, When somebody was journeying, somebody come, uh, bread was a staple. Bread was just a staple that they had. And if you had excess bread, and I had none, and so a guest showed up to my house because hospitality was so important in this culture that you would be expected to give me the bread. If you had excess and I had none and I had a company over my house. And so that's the bad guy. And we're going, to, we're going to look back around to that story again about the bread. So here we go. Here's where we are. And I'm going to read from the Bible because there's no way I can read that on that screen back there. So I ask you, this is our verse 9, chapter 11, verse 9. So I ask, so I say to you, this is Jesus talking. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if you ask, if he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If then, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give to the holy? Will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. Getting better. Getting better. Six more years, I'll get the bulletin figured out. We'll have that figured out. All right, moving on there. Back up this whole story, we we'll go back to Jesus says, pray, our Father. We've probably all heard this before, really, Abba, our Father. Abba. Father in the most childish sense, Daddy. Really what's being said there is Daddy. And so Jesus reflects this on this here. If a child asks, you know, if you would give your children a good gift. And so he says it's father-child relationship. But so here we go along in cheap Christianity. We have been taught in, in prosperity churches. You have been taught. You come to Christ. You give your money. You do all these check marks. And God will bless you. Correct? You ask, you ask something. God will yeah, you correct. And we all heard that before I have. And so a lot of times we read this verse here. There's a couple more in the Bible kind of the same way. Ask and you shall receive. And that's where we cut up. That's the promise of God. You ask and receive. And, and you know, he answers in his time. And we have a whole bunch of theology. Poor theology goes with it. But how this does not work. This does not work. When you got the good faithful cup bowl. And one of them is dying of cancer or some other terminal illness. And they have prayed and prayed for healing, and the person still dies. Or I've known people that have been on the brink of bankruptcy, praying, praying for a break. I know a construction guy, when uh, the 2008 the market went down, he said he prayed and prayed that the market would pick up, that he could just find a job. So, because he had all his money invested in houses that he built, that it wouldn't sell. And, and, you know, he prayed and prayed and prayed. And where he found himself, bankruptcy court. Uh, uh, marriages. I have been with people that have prayed and prayed. that my husband will change or my wife will change or or something goes on. I don't want a divorce, and, and they end up. The, and, or kids, we prayed for kids. We prayed for jobs. We prayed for friends. We prayed for the church. The list goes on and on and on. We have prayed and prayed, and many times the answer that we wanted never come. Correct. But the cheap gospel that's been preached to people: "Oh, you must have done it wrong. You must have. This is a joke story. You must have sin in your life or something else." What? We, well, what are we doing then? What is wrong? James tells us what is wrong. <laughs> James chapter 1. I love James. Uh, I'll let you start off with verse 2. I'm going to chase a small rabbit for just a second. Just a little, quick second. My brother, count of with joy when you fall into various trials. I love to preach that verse until it's in the trials, by the way. <laughs> just know that. Uh, Moving on down to verse 5. James chapter 1 verse 5. For and if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to you all liberally and without reproach. And give it to him, but him, let him ask in faith without doubting. For when he doubts, it is like a wave of the sea driven, tossed by the wind. And so we're to ask God, what are we asking for? The answer is in the very last sentence. The answer to this question is how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? There's the key. What are we going to ask for as the Holy Spirit? And why are we going to ask for the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, we want to live inside of the Holy Spirit. Think about all the major religions, you know, Muslim, Judaism, uh, all the other ones, two I can come off the top of my head. Think about them; they all work right. Work righteousness. You got to work. You got to do something to earn your place in heaven. We are the only one that actually has a relationship with the living God, who got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We actually have that living, and we're the only ones that God wants to live inside of us. God wants to live inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what we were to ask for. But, what, but, but that doesn't help my money situation out, but yes, it does. Because the Holy Spirit, and there's, you could go many different ways with this, Jesus says I must go. Why? Because I'm going to send who? The helper. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us. Through these times of difficulty, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the one that comforts us through these times of trials and tribulations. The Holy Spirit is the one that is what's inside us that we give, helps us to witness about God Himself. And we go along, and I cut kind of just went through the Bible real quick. I picked up seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. Number one, and they're not in any particular order. I'm just—I put them in an order though. Wisdom. Wisdom and understanding is one and two, and there's a difference between wisdom and understanding. Uh, wisdom, we go to Proverbs chapter one. Uh, Proverbs chapter one, wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is heart knowledge. Heart knowledge to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross, and, and you have experienced it, and you have felt it in your heart. Well, John Wesley, the altar day experience. He sat there, he says, "When well, if Romans was being read, I was." strangely warm in my heart. Uh, we all had that food. we have heartache, we have all talked about that understanding number two is head knowledge I know a lot of people, we're going to also go down to knowledge, uh, I know a lot of people with head knowledge it's all up here and none of it's here, they have no common sense, the Holy Spirit is what helps us give us common sense uh, they, they, they got all the knowledge in the world, they can quote the Bible to you, they can quote many things but they cannot live it in their life and so there's a difference between that. Counsel, it is the Holy Spirit that comes to counsel us, to comfort us, to help us judge from right to wrong. We always sit there, we joke around about that a little small voice in our head. And, you know, uh, most men here, women, you, you can raise your hand in just a second. If your husband is the biggest unsupervised child in your house, anybody else besides Stephen here in the head, you know, just go along with that. Tammy looked down. <laughs> you don't have to bring up Bubba. <laughs> so, uh, but so we go along there. But we we go along there? You get that little small voice in the back of your head that says, Don't do it. Don't do it. That's wrong. That is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that tells us, hey, that's wrong, that's right. It helps us judge the things in this world which are wrong or right. Uh, fortitude. The Holy Spirit gives us fortitude. The courage to move forward. The courage to move forward. The, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, when we are sitting there holding the hand of a dying loved one, and we think the world is coming to an end, it's the Holy Spirit who says, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Your loved one is fixing to go be in the presence of the Lord. And one day, you too will join him or her. Uh, and so that's the fortitude, the courage to the, the move on forward with our life. When We to a bankruptcy court. There's a funny guy. This guy has a great testimony about this. When we we're in bankruptcy court. He says he got it done. He says he sat in his house and he just thought of himself as an utter failure. He says he heard a small voice in his head said, "Get up! I have wiped the slate clean for you now. Get out and get a job and support your family and do what you're supposed to do." Forgiveness. And that's how it worked there. Uh, the fortitude to go for The knowledge, and that's not the knowledge of understanding, it's the knowledge to see things from the point of view of God. One of the times when we see people, all of us are guilty of this, so don't, I mean, we all in the of hand, hey, we're all guilty. We judge people by the looks on the outside many times until we get to know them. Is it not? It is God, and especially when you're dealing with an alcoholic or a drug an addict of some kind. Go to prison. There's a lot of bad people in prison. But yet, when you go in there with the eyes that God has sent you into prison with, Tammy and I both, Tammy does it more than I do now, Cairo's ministry, Uh, you can look beyond that hard shell and see the redeeming quality that God sees. Next, the knowledge, seeing things from God's point of view. All people all people. And I love this is the Methodist. This is the Methodist model. All people have self value and worth. Boy, I buy into that just as hard as you can. Every person, whether we like what they're doing or not, we have got to understand God loves them. God may not love their sin, but God loves them, and they all have self value and worth. If we could sometimes see what God sees, to see the redeeming quality in that person, how much difference would our world be? How much difference would we be? Uh, piety? Uh, piety is to be, re- rely totally on God. How many of us, myself included here, uh, men that we understand this probably really well, man, I need to have a good retirement account, I need to have life insurance, I need to have X, Y, and Z, because that's what I've been raised to do as a man. Is I'm As a man, I'm going to take care of my family, have a job, and do all those things. And, and so we go along, I know there's women that do it too, and I'm not talking about that, but how much do we rely? We rely more on God giving us these things, so we can bank them up, so we can feel good about ourselves. We can feel good about. I mean, just the way it is. Piety is giving it all away and relying on God. Just give away, Rely on God. Uh, that is hard, is it not? Who here is willing to take your wallet out today and a checkbook and deplete it? I'm not asking if God doesn't tell you, don't do it. But who's willing to pray and take your checkbook, deplete your account, and put it in the offering plate right now? Who's willing to do that? If you heard God tell you to do that, don't do it because the preacher told you to do that. Because that's not what God said. Uh, if, if you heard a voice in your head, it's going to be okay. Right? me, mean, zero out your account. I'll take care of you. Would you be able to? If God said, right now, I need you, whoever you are, sell everything you own, pack your bag, I'm going to send you to Iran, Syria, Iraq. Good stuff. Hey, volunteers. There we go, we got one. That's, that's the one that the kid. <laughs> what have you done wrong? I'll talk about that later. Hey, but no, praise the Lord. You got what? A child, the child like Jesus has come to me like a child in faith. Amen. Thank you, son. Thank you for bringing that up. But piety is to learn to live totally without God. None of us do it, people. This is why we got grace. This is why we have grace. Uh, fear. And when I say fear of the Lord, when we hear that term in the Bible, uh, it's not trembling fear of, oh no, God's in the house. The fear they talk about is awe. The awe of God. And realize a joyful awareness of God and his grandeur. I got that out of a devotion, by the way. Uh, and, and this is, you hear me in my newsletters, I've got it right now, and all this other stuff. You kind of hear about this personal holiness. And the church, how I feel about the church, is we have stepped and God has allowed us. You've got to understand the old study in the temple. We might do a Bible study in the temple. What really happened on Calvary? If, this, if Jesus would not have died on Calvary, there would be a curtain here, thick curtain. You would not be able to see beyond this point. God has allowed you and me into the most holiness of holies. We are in the presence of God, and we should be dancing with joy, we should be excited. We should, I mean, the doors should be about beat down. What do you mean? It's 815 or 845. Come on, people, open the doors. I'm ready to get in. I'm ready to worship. Because I'm going to be in the presence of God. He's allowed me today to come into the holies, of holies. Fear the Lord, the joyful awareness of God's brand. What if you step back? we The Lord has blessed us with this house on Dykes Pond. And all those who are on Facebook are probably tired of taking my pictures. I mean, it's like every night. It's the, we stopped taking pictures of it. It's just like the perfect sunset. And we got this bench, we these benches, a guy made his benches, we sit out there. Man, it is just beautiful out there every night. And so, what we are to ask for, if anybody has told you that being a Christian is going to be easy, they lie. Jesus even tells us, because of my namesake, some of my kids, don't think that people are going to stop dying because you can turn into a Christian. Don't think your money is going to be any better if you turn into a Christian. In fact, sometimes things are going to be worse. That's the promise of Christianity. Things will get worse for us on this world. How long, I mean, think about how long somebody lives. The average age is 75, let say 80, or to 90. Uh, I got hopes of 90. Uh, so we're going along. Uh, how short is that compared to eternity? Bible tells us it's just a vapor. Life is but a vapor. Take 90, 90 years to eternity. Be like, this Bible is eternity, and one paragraph would be your life. Imagine that. And, and so we need to understand that we. what we're to ask for is the Holy Spirit. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 33 says, Seek First, the kingdom of God. And all other things will be given unto you. And the other things is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will change your lives. I am a big believer in prayer changes things. And we, we don't have enough time to go into that part of the sermon there. Uh, but, and that's what we're talking about here is prayer. But it starts off with. It starts off with the Holy Spirit being inside of so The Holy Spirit is the one who intercedes for us. It starts off, this is why last week's sermon, I put it in the news, newsletter. If you didn't read the newsletter, it's in the newsletter. My shameless thing. I got to write it, you all have to read it. It may not be good English, but you all have to read it anyway. Uh, football. You know what? This is football. I'm going take the English class. Uh, uh, search me, O oh God. Search me. Because if there's wickedness in me, if there is self-reliance on Larry or yourself, if there's self-reliance on something else, our prayers are hindered. And our understanding is, and all these things I just talked about are hindered. The Christian life may not be easy. Really, the Christian life is impossible without the Holy Spirit. God wants us to live inside of us. That's going to be kind of in there for the music theme there. Are uh, you going to play that song? <laughs> Towards the end of the sermon, uh, here we are. Uh, let me buzzer, go up there. I didn't bring up a point. Let me bring up this one point real quick. I'm going to go back to the bread. As they get ready, I'm going to go back to the bread. Somebody is de- desperate for bread. Bread represents the, the body of Christ. How many people we've known that's been desperate for bread, but we are unwilling to share with them? How many people have you met that do not know Jesus Christ? and they have asked you questions and you've been in a hurry or you know, I just don't like that person, whatever it is, and we haven't shared. Like this guy here, uh, I hope those who don't know Christ are persistent in asking and knocking. Until the body of Christ is given. We need to be the Holy Spirit will lead us into witnessing our faith to others. With that. Let's stand and praise the Lord. And that's where we're at in life. Search me, O oh Lord. Lord, if you find anything in me, if there's any anxieties, Lord, if there's any weakness or anything in me, we need to have a surgical team to remove it. Because, Lord, I know myself, I too much rely on the past. i rely so many times too much on past successes. I rely on other things, Lord, and not, you're not always in the front. Lord, help me break the chain of fear go forward. Help me break the chain of the past failures. Help me break the chain of the past doubts and the worries, Lord. Help us to break all those chains and get rid of the fear that we can come back here again and we can sing you the praises and the power to the power and glory that you deserve. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. With great excitement, the whole church said, Amen.